Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaede.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success if i say marketing to you what springs to mind if it is complete fear and dread then do not worry i've got you let's jump in to today's show Welcome back to the Wedding Procast UK. I'm your host, Donna, and today we are talking about marketing. So we are right in the middle of our low season priorities series. Um, You can go back and listen to the first two episodes of the series. They will be linked in the show notes. Um, But today we're talking all about marketing. Now, I know that this can be a topic that is really something that gets people a little bit anxious, a little bit concerned, because we are not generally qualified marketers in our business, yet that's what we're doing every day, marketing our business. Marketing can be so difficult for so many people and I have to say that it is something that I myself struggle with. So I am not here to give you some magic pill of how to make your marketing work, but here in the Low Season Priorities series, what I do want to talk about is how we use our marketing and the things that you can do to help yourself when it comes to your marketing. In the first episode in this series, we were talking about planning and this is all part of that. All the low season stuff is planning for the future, making next year better. What can we do to improve? And that is what I want you to do with your marketing. So whether you are an expert or not, you can do what I'm going to suggest you do today. This is all in your hands and you are more than capable of making this happen. So let's take a look at it. Low season is a great time to look at what is working in your business and what is not. So if you don't know how to measure that, we're going to talk about it. And there are certainly things in here that if you are a complete novice to marketing or you don't sort of sit there and give it a priority, in your business, this episode is going to help you realise why that's important. And it is so, so important to um, be able to monitor and recognise what is working and what is not working in your business. So firstly, I want you to write down all of your marketing channels. Now, what is a marketing channel? A marketing channel is a place where you share about your business on a regular basis. So this is your website. 
it is your social media, include all of the platforms that you are on. It is your YouTube channel if you have one. It is your Google My Business listing. It is any Facebook ads or Google ads or magazine ads you do. It is editorials in magazines. It is guest blog posts. It is featured blog posts. It is any other PR that you do. And you may, that may have sort of sparked some things. That is probably not an exhaustive list. So if there are other channels that you use, write them down. It is important to know where you are talking about your business. Now, a majority of the marketing in that above list is free marketing and it only costs your time. But time is one thing that we don't have more of. There is not an infinite amount of time. So it has to make sense that you're spending your time on it. For example, if it is taking you three hours to set up your week's worth of social media posts, you might well find that your time is better spent elsewhere and that paying somebody to do that for you would be better. For one, the other person is likely to be able to do it quicker than you. So you will be paying for less time from somebody else and you will have three times the amount of time back to do work that you could be getting paid for. So what's your hourly rate? If your hourly rate is say £20 an hour, so you could earn £60 in that three hours it's taking you to do that social media if you're actually doing income generating work and somebody else charges £30 an hour to do your social media and they can do it in that hour, then you pay 30, but you give yourself the time back to earn 60. And that means you haven't lost out. You know, you've made 30 pounds, you've paid 30 pounds, you've actually made more money than you would have if you'd have sat there for three hours and struggled with it yourself. Now, there is a school of thought that says that, you know, you're marketing your business that is money making activity because it's bringing you in the leads. But if you're not doing it to the best of your ability or to the best ability of what is going to actually attract people to hit that like button, to subscribe to your email list to book an appointment with you, then actually it's a false revenue stream there. You're not going to be actually making as much as you could if you have a professional do it who is more likely to be able to write the copy that is going to attract people to hit those buttons and subscribe to those lists and book those appointments. And you can focus on doing the things that do bring money into your business. So it's just something to think about there with how much it is taking you to do this stuff versus how long it would take somebody else versus how much they would charge versus how much you could earn in that time. So just something to look at. When evaluating a marketing thread and whether it is viable or not, you need to know where your clients are coming from. So, you know, it's no good turning around saying, you know, I get absolutely no interaction on Facebook. So Facebook isn't working for me. I'm going to stop doing it. And then, you know, all of your bookings suddenly stop. Why is that? Because actually, although nobody was engaging, people were clicking through to your website from your Facebook page and booking appointments with you. So you need to know where people found you. So do you ask that? Where did you find me? If not, start adding that to your initial call. Honestly, any later and they will have forgotten where they found you. So one of my clients, my absolute ideal 
client, my favourite wedding client. And yeah, I did have favourites. I know you have favourites too, guys, don't lie. (laughs) So I had an absolutely amazing bride. I absolutely loved her. And I always said, if I could just have a hundred of her, you know, every couple of years, it would just, oh, she was perfect. She was just my ideal client in every way. She thought about things the same way I did. She valued the wedding and the marriage in the same way I did. She valued photography the way I did. And she was just an absolute dream to work with. And I also got extremely good feedback and testimonials from her on how I behaved on her wedding day as well. She was just a dream client. However, I did ask her where she found me and I can't remember whether it was the first or whether it was later on in the process that I asked her where she heard about me, but she couldn't remember because she was searching on, you know, um, UK Bride and Hitched and The Knot and all of these websites looking for a photographer. And she looked through so many and she just wrote my name and number down and then called me, but she didn't write where she found me down. So by the time we actually talked, she had absolutely no idea where she found me. So it is really important to ask that question in the initial call because you are more likely to be able to get an answer because some people might just be going to somebody and calling straight from that page rather than writing it all down and then going back and calling through a list. So it is dependent and you're not, it's one of these things where it's really, really powerful information to know, but the likelihood is with the type of industry we're in, we're not going to get it that information back very often. So it is important to ask every single time at that initial call, where did you hear about us? Because anybody who can give you that information is going to give you an idea of where your best marketing is coming from. One other thing, one of your other marketing channels might be directories that you are listed on, which I completely forgot in my list. So there's another one to add to your list. Which directories are you on? Before we carry on, I just wanted to jump in here and say hit that share button on your phone right now, wherever you are listening, hit the share button, share this episode with your colleagues. If you are on Instagram, then share it in your stories and at Donna SPWV and I will be sure to reshare it for you and let's help spread the word. I love doing this podcast. I love sharing my knowledge and sharing the knowledge of experts and I've got some great interviews lined up coming down the road with some very influential people in the wedding industry. So very excited about that. Please share this episode so we can reach more people and grow our community here on the Wedding Procast UK. Right back to the episode. So once you have got that sort of implemented, so you are asking those questions, that will make it easier next year when you're going back looking at which ones are working for you. If you already ask this, then you can go ahead and pop a tick next to those marketing streams that your clients are finding you through that you know of right now. That gives you a good idea of what is working in your business right now when it comes to your marketing. The next thing you want to look at is where are you getting the most engagement? 
So you need to be checking out on your website, how long are people staying on your site? How many pages are they looking at? Is it up or down on this time last year? Which is the most viewed page on your website? And does that page have a compelling call to action on it that people can click to book an appointment with you? Because if everybody is heading to your about page and then they're bouncing off at that point, is it because there isn't a call to action on your about page? You know, if it is your your photographer and you have a portfolio and your gallery is your most viewed page, is there a pop up that comes up on there and says, hey, download this freebie or contact me for more information, whatever it is. Is there a call to action on the page that is getting viewed most on your website? That's an important thing to look at. So that's with your website. But then with your social medias, you know, do the same. Are you getting 30 plus likes on an Instagram image, but zero on that same image on Facebook? But do you then get more inquiries on Facebook than you do on Instagram? You need to be able to look at it as a whole picture because perhaps people are checking your Facebook out and inquiring and they aren't looking at when and how often you post there they're just seeing pretty images on your page and thinking oh yeah I like I like the cakes that this person does or um, those flowers are gorgeous and they go straight to wanting to know if you're available for their wedding day. And perhaps on Instagram, you have a more loyal following of people that come back day after day to like your posts and to see what you're up to because they're invested in who you are as a person and they are looking to perhaps book you for their wedding that's coming down the line, but they're not ready to do that just yet. So they might not be as quick to be booking you in that way. So they don't convert to clients instantaneously. It's important to look at where you focus your energy and don't spread yourself too thin. So if this scenario that I've just explained is what's happening to you, then maybe you want to put the effort into your Instagram and building that connection with your following and maybe adding more questions into your captions or questions into your posts or doing the reels and doing short videos and things like that that you're putting up and putting polls in your stories and getting the interaction and building that no like and trust factor there. But you don't need to put that much effort over on Facebook because people aren't really engaging over there. So you just need your presence over there so that people can actually contact you when they find you. And a great thing about Facebook and Instagram now is that you can connect your two accounts. So anything you post on Instagram can go up on Facebook and therefore you're not having to double that um, information. Perhaps you go on Facebook once a week and put a separate Facebook only post up, but you can share that information from Instagram to Facebook and therefore you're not having to do double the amount of work. So, but that only works if this is your situation. If people really engage over on Facebook, then I would say that you need to be there more in person and actually posting more regularly in person on Facebook rather than sharing your Instagram because it is so easy not to check in with the social media platform if you're not doing it deliberately yourself going on and actually making a post. So, just be careful, but have a look at where you're getting the most engagement because that is where you want to sort of double down on your focus and really put some effort into 
how do you make that engagement convert better so if you're getting lots of engagement on Instagram how do you get that to convert and I would say that one of the things that you can do to help that is to create more engagement so if people are liking and commenting on your posts a lot then start to do those polls that get them to really engage get them to ask you questions you know what are your top questions that you've got for a wedding planner or top questions that you would have for your florist let me answer them and just get more and more engagement out of people and don't forget to put in calls to action you know download my free guide on x you know the more you can do that the more touch points you can have with somebody the more you're going to stick in their mind and when they're ready to buy from you they're going to go ah I know who I need. So now you've got a better idea of what's working and what's not and how it's working and how it perhaps isn't. It's time to decide what you're going to double down on, but also what you're going to let go of, because there is absolutely no point putting a load of effort into a platform that is giving you absolutely zero back. Now, for me, my zero back platform is Pinterest. I do not get any engagement for one of my Pinterest accounts at all. It's absolutely zero. I look at the photos and underneath you can see the analytics and it sort of says how many times has it been viewed, how many times has it been saved, how many times has it been shared and things like that. And almost every single picture is zero or one. And I'm like, that is not worth my effort. Now, is that because Pinterest is broken? No, absolutely not. I know that I am not putting in the effort that I need to get out what I need to get out of Pinterest. And obviously for me versus you guys, it's slightly different because I'm looking to talk to different people, to the people that you're trying to talk to on Pinterest. Um, and this is this is a separate aside from the wedding industry. So it's not you guys I'm trying to talk to on Pinterest, although I do have a presence on Pinterest for the society and it doesn't do a great deal. But again, it's because I'm not putting the effort in. So if there is a platform that you are reluctant to put effort into and it is not working for you, then I would say it's not worth your time to continue to do that. And it may be worth putting up a post that says, hey guys, I'm no longer going to be on here. Please follow me on my other socials and put your other socials there. So if somebody does land on there, they're not thinking, oh my gosh, this is a dead account. They must be closed. Um, And you still got a presence there. So if somebody does come across you, they can find out information. And obviously on Pinterest, the great thing is, is if somebody does find you, they're usually clicking through to your website or to something that you've linked to, which will bring them to your current stuff. So Pinterest is a little bit different there. You don't have to close it down, but you don't have to continue putting effort in if it's not working for you. Other sites like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, definitely worth having that post up that says that you're not going to be there anymore. I did it recently for my bride-to-be TV accounts. I had two accounts. One of them, I had 500 people on. The other, I had 200 people on. And I was looking at it thinking, I don't actually want to keep the larger account. The larger account was more of my personal account. So when I set up Bride to Be TV, I did two Instagram accounts, one that was for Bride to Be TV and just putting up the episodes and things like that. 
and tips and tricks and things. And the other was like the face behind Bride to Be TV. So it was more personal and things that I was doing and what I was up to and behind the scenes stuff. And I ended up with more followers on that one than I did my main one. But when I now I'm looking to reignite that Instagram I'm like looking at it, where do I want to be? And the official account is cleaner, um, better laid out, and it's it's where it needs to be. Whereas the other account is so full of personal stuff because even after I stopped doing the Bride to Be TV episodes, I continue to post on that account a lot. I used it more than my real personal account, and it's just full of a lot of bump that isn't important to the audience. So I am going to use the other one. And I weighed that up and decided to privatise the other account. So I've actually put a post up that says, hey guys, I'm not going to be posting on this account anymore. If you still want to keep up with Bride to Be TV, then please go and follow me and put the other at in the comments so that people can go and follow me over there. And I've had a few people move over, which is surprising because I feel like the people that were following me back then should all be married now. But maybe the pandemic has stopped that a little bit, perhaps um, might have something to do with it. But I was surprised that anybody actually came and moved over to the other account. So that is just something to think about to consolidate and to focus your effort on what's working for you and let go of the things that aren't working for you. A lot of people say if you're not going to be active on a, on an account then close it down because it's not worth having. I personally think that as long as you've got a message up that the first thing they're seeing is I do not use this account please follow me at you know, and a different account, then at least you've got a presence. And if you want to come back to it and try it, you've got your name. Because obviously, if you close down an account, that means that your name is then available for somebody else to take. And it would be terrible if you came back and wanted to try on that platform again, and your name wasn't available and you had to put it, you know, um, Donna Eid Photography won um, rather than just Donna Eid Photography because somebody else had got that. Not likely when it's your name, but you know, you never know. And I always feel like as long as you've got that thing that says, please follow me over here, then you have made a point of telling people where they can find you. So in conclusion, guys, for this part of your low season priorities, Take a look at all of your marketing streams, all of your marketing channels. Where are you marketing your business? Is it a social platform? Is it, you know, Google related? Is it your website? Are they blogs? Are they directories? Where are you advertising your business? Now is also a great time to go through those directories and update them. New images, new copy, freshen it up so that people can see something different. It is great if people can see that things are being changed on there because the number of people that stop a business and then don't go and close down their directory listings is insane because one, you tend to forget what directories you signed up to. So definitely do some research in this low season um, to what directories are you on, write them down, write your logins down for them, have a list so that you know where you're listed um, and then just keep it up to date. So definitely in this low season, give it a complete overhaul, new text, new images, um, let them know, you know, 
by putting dates into your copy that you are current. So for example, you know, now I've come to the end of my 2022 season. I'm absolutely thrilled to have worked with so many wonderful couples and I am really looking forward to the 2023 wedding season and I would love to help you with your day. That lets people know that you are currently in business. If you just put up I'm a photographer and I work in this area and I've been shooting weddings for 10 years. That gives absolutely no indication to whether you are still a viable business or not. So definitely get onto the directories and update those so that they are current. Also, look, if you're paying for any of those, are they working? Are they not? Because if they're not actually bringing you any leads in, then it might be worth not paying for it. Um, Some of them are paid, some of them are free, some of them are free with a paid option. I would say if the paid option isn't bringing you in the revenue that needs to cover the cost of it at least, then you need to drop down to the free version. Are you paying for Facebook ads? Are they working? Are your Google ads working? Uh, Magazine ads, things like that. Look at all of these things. Are they working for you? Are they not? And then work out what you're going to double down on and what you are going to give up. And when I say give up, it doesn't mean that you delete your account. Just means that you let everybody know where it is that they can find you if they actually want to keep up with you. So I hope that has helped, guys. Marketing can be very difficult and I am hoping to get some marketing people in onto the podcast to help us with some tips and tricks on how we can market ourselves better. Um, So that will hopefully be coming down the line shortly. But this is our third episode of our low season priorities series. Next week, we were on the last episode. I know I have been promising you this workbook. It is coming, guys. It is just taking me a little bit longer than anticipated with some other things I've had going on the last week, um, which may well be a complete waste of my time, which will be really a big bummer that I've spent all this time doing it when I had other things I needed to do. But this too shall pass. And we, uh, you know, sometimes that happens in business, doesn't it? You know, things don't always work out the way you planned. So um, I will be working on that workbook and I hope to have it up by the weekend. So if you are listening to this on Thursday the 8th, I am hoping that it will be up by the weekend. Um, I will send an email out to my email list. So if you're not on that, then head over to any of the podcast episode show notes and you can sign up to get podcast reminders there. And I will send you a link to that workbook directly. If not, the links will be in the show notes um, come the weekend and you'll be able to go and download it there. So that is it for me this week, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Have an absolute great rest of your day and a fantastic weekend. And I will speak to you in the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.